Welcome to the Ben Napier Show podcast. Thank you for listening. I am Ben, and I am just a guy that likes talking about sports, mainly football. Um, and here we are to review week one right before week two kicks off tomorrow. We're going to start off with uh, the local area's team, the Patriots. Um, Go Pats. <laughs> they, their play was egregious, and um, I think it has to do with coaching and a bunch of different stuff that I want to get into right now. And it mainly has to do with Brady leaving. Brady leaving was like a domino effect of problems because Brady left, they can't attract free agents. And in order to get free agents, Bill has to overpay. Cough, cough, Nelson Aguilar. Um, And Bill is not going to draft it in the early round, so they can't rebuild. So they're kind of stuck in this, like, middle position of but like mediocrity between, mediocrity <laughs> that there's a word for it they're not rebuilding because they can't and they're not and now they're in a more competitive division because the dolphins got better mm-hmm. it looks like the dolphins are going to be something um and then they have the bills in their division so i think and this is gonna be a hot take and a lot of pats fans are gonna like to hear it there's a time for everything Brady's time, I think, is going to come to an end soon in the next, probably at max, two years. Um, And his time in New England ended, which ended the dynasty. And I think Bill, for the franchise to flourish again, needs to retire. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Potentially the greatest coach ever. And he's probably going to be talked about as the greatest coach ever. And... He's kept this team, these teams. Like, he took that team to the playoffs last year. Like, he's a great coach. But the only way I can see them getting out of this without firing him is firing Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and letting somebody else draft other than him. I think his dog could do better. (laughs) You could have drafted a, a great receiver for Mac and gotten Cole Strange in the third round. But instead, you took Cole Strange in the first round, which obviously baffled people. Rightfully so. So, like, I just don't understand, like, because in the, for a rebuild, you need to draft well, and you need good coaching. He's a good coach. It's just the drafting part's not there because of him. So I think that the quick fix and the only fix is literally just let somebody else draft or just sweep the coaching staff to get somebody who can and will rebuild the franchise now and they i mean they the offensive side of it they lost their offensive coordinator now head coach in vegas yeah who's going to develop mac jones you know matt patricia no joe judge no so now you have a complete restart and a complete pinch a reduction in development for him exactly it's like they're frozen. It's a, yeah, it's a double whammy. They're frozen. They need a restart. They need to hit that button. Because the Jets hit the button. The Jets are drafting well. And if that clomberation of draft picks comes together, the Pats might be the one in fourth place. We live in a world where the Browns won a playoff game and the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. Ladies and gentlemen, anything's possible. Now wanted to 
Now, since we're done about the done in the AFC, I want to talk about the NFC because it's essentially wide open. Um, with the Seahawks leading the NFC West, so. Um, Did you hear Gino's comment? G- Gino, it was comment of the century. They wrote me off, so I didn't write back. Yeah, but I didn't write back. That's awesome. I was so like, that is fantastic. When you he's coming into a game, he knows that Russ is supposedly has to destroy him, and then he comes in, plays. He just plays good. He just plays good. Played really well. Um, he may have not had outstanding numbers, but he had a fantastic completion percentage, and made plays when he needed to. Otherwise, Rashawn Penny ran the ball extraordinarily well, and their defense played extraordinarily well. And also, Russ didn't look like Russ. And on paper, you could be like, but he had 340 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, if you watch the game, a lot of it were screen passes, dumps, and his deep balls were either underthrown, like the Derry Judy one was because... The defender was a rookie and did not turn his head, and it went right through his hands. Yep. Um, he had also two other touchdowns that were to the corner of the end zone and thrown left, wide, up, down. The Jared Judy one was underthrown. He just didn't look like himself. Hell, got sacked a few times. He also didn't really escape the pocket. Like, he didn't run. He wasn't using his mobility, which was weird. Um... They got, but at the same time, two fumbles on the goal line. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. I was about to get to. They would have had miss field they, goal. They would have had a two score lead if they didn't fumble, and that would have never been on Russ. So what I'm saying is like the Denver as a unit didn't look good. Coaching didn't look good. Running backs didn't step up in moments they should have. I'm not saying Russ. Is bad, but I think, you know, I brought this up while watching the game. Father Time's catching up to him. And what I mean by that is with, with like, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo and, like, all, all of these old, po- like, old pocket passers, Father Time doesn't catch up as fast because they're pocket passers. They don't run and risk their body like Russ has done since he was drafted. Um, and I feel like Russ is going to get, his injuries are going to catch up to him and it's leading to poor performance. Now, do I think Russell Wilson is going to play like this the rest of the year? No. Um, he's learning an entirely new offense and they could have won that game easily if it wasn't by a dumb mistake by the head coach. Right. And he's only 33 and he hasn't had any major, like he hasn't blown an ACL, right? Or or hurt his back. It's just the the thing that I, that I, uh, he, he, could have won two Super Bowls. There's the running the ball thing. I don't want to get into that. It's been memed into the ground to hell and back. But, like, the only time he won a Super Bowl was when he had the best defense in the league. Yeah, you still you have him at 11-6 this year. Yeah, I, I still think they do well regardless. Um, I still think that defense is very good, um, though the weakest in uh, the second weakest in the division. Um, actually, second best. You think so? Because the Chiefs' defense is—it's different every year. It's weird. 
Mm-hmm. It's different every year. We'll get to the Chiefs later. We'll find out tomorrow night um, how good that Chiefs defense is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Russ, I just – I really – what I'm saying is he didn't look like it, and it could be due to the play call, the play call in or whatever. But what I'm saying is, like, they should have gotten away with more than 16 points on the Seattle Seahawks. But – Russ will get back to being Russ. It's, it's week one. Um, now, like I said, I want to talk about the NFC um, and how it's wide open. I mean, the Niners looked not that good against the Bears. You could say it's due to weather conditions, but Trey Lance was playing bad. Regardless, um, they didn't... like. The thing is, the Niners' offense is designed so well for Debo and the running backs that I don't understand why they didn't rely on that more. Just like how the Titans didn't rely on Derrick Henry on third and one, on a crucial third and one. We'll get to that later. Um, so I think the Saints and the Eagles are going to be dark horse NFC contenders because people forget that the Saints were 3-0 and last year with Jameis playing lights out before he tore his ACL. Yeah, he's turned over a new leaf. He's, he still since then has not... Uh, he This season he's not thrown an interception. He had a good completion percentage, good yardage. He has a good receiving core, go to the line, and a good defense. I think the Saints can go places. Um, I already, in the offseason, raved about the Eagles. Something I did forget to mention was they got two Georgia boys. I only mentioned one. They got N'Kobe Dean... Mm-hmm. And Jordan Davis. It's just N'Kobe Dean's coming off like a big injury and they'll get him later. But um, A.J. Brown looked as advertised, 155 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurt, they looked great together. Um, it's just Detroit is better than people thought, so they kept it close. I don't hold that one against the Eagles, especially because... Uh, both teams played well. It was just one of those games where both teams played well. It wasn't really due to one team making too many mistakes. It's just they both played really well. And the Saints, like I said, Michael Thomas is back. Yep. He scored two touchdowns. You got Chris Olave getting some receptions in there. And then you have Jarvis Landry going over 100 yards, doing him things. Um, the only question I have for them is who's going to replace Alvin Kamara since you know he's in jail. Um, but other than that, they're, they're good. And um, New York City got a little hope in there. G-Men. The G-Men got a little hope in there. Um, Saquon is fucking back. Saquon oh, yeah. incredible. I mean like Roy Saquon. I mean like rookie of the year Saquon on the number one seed in the AFC last year. He looks really good. Um, People were like, ha ha, you're never going to come back. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like... In the media. No, he's back. He's back. He's uh, I saw the stat line, and I was like... And then I watched the game, and I was like, what the... This man had 161 yards rushing. And I don't think he had more than 20 carries. Wow. Because I mean, he, had, he had those two, like, 50-yard plays. What was his receiving? And then receiving... I mean, total it, yards had to be 200. He had to have 200 total yards. Man. Um... And remember, um, New York drafted. Um, oh no, that was never mind. I thought that uh, the Giants. Who? Who? 
I thought the Giants drafted Thibodeau, Thibodeau, and a tackle. Evan Neal. Yep, Evan Neal. Yep. So the Giants rebuilds going in the right direction. Yes, Daniel Jones threw a bad pick. Other than that, he looked good though. Yep. Like that's a good sign. Like rem- like for any Giants fans, Brian Dable is the one who made Josh Allen. Josh Allen was considered a project, and Brian Dable was the he was either the offense yeah he was the offensive coordinator of the Bills and he turned Josh Allen in a couple of years into one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I was talking to my dad about this and I said, what the Giants should do in my opinion is if Daniel Jones plays enough this year and proves himself since he was a first round pick, they should franchise tag him, have him have two years under Dable, and if he doesn't and if he disappoints since if he did if he disappoints he'll have a high draft pick draft somebody else i think that's the best situation you have um it's just a matter of buffing up the o-line and how to keep saquon Mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of those two things other than that there's hope in new york on both sides i think the jets on paper are really good they just have to like i said put those pieces to the puzzle they have over there together Playing Lamar Jackson in Week One, yikes! And and Zach Wilson was hurt to get go from the get go. But hope in New York, and I'm just happy one New York team got a win on the day that 9/11 happened. Rest in peace to all of those people who died fighting. Agreed. Um, for us, and just happy a New York team could win on that day. And another stat line I snapped: they had six straight years without winning their first game. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Their open, their season opener, and they did it on that day. On 9-11. That's awesome. Again, rest in peace to everybody who died there and everybody, and condolences to families who had people that died there. But great win for New York. Now, onto a lighter subject that was kind of funny and hilarious. The kicking. <laughs> <laughs> there was kicking? There was, yeah, there was. There surprisingly was kicking. I mean, um, Justin Reed did the best, didn't he? Honestly, <laughs> I trust Justin Reed over Randy Bullock. Uh, <laughs> he was an Aggie. Um, but the kicking was abysmal. It was like that Green Bay game against the Bengals last year. It was like it was still preseason. It's like, it's like, um, I saw somebody bring this up. Like, you know how the Bengals had two fumbles mm-hmm. from the long snapper? If there, the, but. That's a backup long snapper. Give him that. At least give him that. It was a backup tight end because oh. their long snapper got hurt. Oh, okay. This is one of those moments that in the NFL you're like, shoot. Man, long snappers really do matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those things where you're like, those positions that you don't think can matter and that anybody can do. No, long snappers are people too. That's why they make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Special teams. Special teams. Important do, facet of the game. Do win games. That's why I'm glad like punting has like become more in the limelight because punters can win games. Change the whole dynamics of the yeah. of the field position game. Um, the Bengals. I don't want to say that the Bengals playoff run was a fluke. Like, I don't want to be that guy. But like Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, whatever nickname you want to <laughs> call him, played really, really, really bad. He threw four interceptions, which is almost the worst um, 
per- QB performance ever. The worst was, um, I forget the Bills QB who threw five interceptions. Uh, I forget what his name is. Oh, I know. Uh, Peterson. Peterman? Peterman? Nathan Peterman. Nathan Nathan Peterman. Peterman. He almost had as many picks (laughs) as Nathan Peterman. He did that in like three quarters, didn't he? Like it was, it was really. And TJ Watt left in the second quarter. It's not like he had people in his face. Well, you know. It's just the, the, their secondary is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh always has a good defense. P- they always much. do. But what I'm saying is, like, you killed that division last year. Like, you swept the Ravens. Um, I think they tied with the Steelers last year. But, like, you killed that division last year and went to the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow comes back and throws almost five interceptions. He almost ties Nathan Peterman. Like, the Bills' backup who came in that one time in garbage time and uh, how Scott Hansen lost his mind over it. It was all freaking hilarious. Um, but I'm like, does somebody just need to injure him so that he can come back uninjured and go to the Super Bowl again? Like, is that what has to happen to get Joe Burrow to play well? He needs to be a comeback player of the year? But no. In all seriousness, like... He, he like, did lead a pretty good comeback there. Um with the like same with the rust thing i don't expect this every day i think joe's gonna play really well tomorrow but and i I don't expect him to lead the league in interceptions like i think he's doing now one game like i said one game i don't expect it to continue but if you're an elite defense and you're looking at that film you're like because every time a team has a cinderella year I just want to put this out here so people know. Every time a team has a Cinderella year, there's a blueprint the next year. Yep. So you know how when Mahomes went to the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay invented the blueprint. Have a good front seven and play two high safeties. But that was when Tyreek Hill's here. It's a different story now. You mm-hmm. play regular de- defense in the secondary more so. You can mix it up more so now because Tyreek, go- Tyreek is gone. But after the Chiefs' Cinderella year where they won – they didn't win again because a blueprint was added. And Lamar had his MVP season, and then he hasn't been the same since. A blueprint was added. Mm-hmm. People learned how to contain him. Same thing's happening to Joe Burrow. It's just how you adjust is what makes you elite. Yep. Um, like I said, I expect, I expect him and Russ to bounce back, but they did not look good. Um, and then the upsets. We talked about the New York one. The Bears won. How about them Bears coming <laughs> back from 10 down, scores 19 unanswered points, and just Justin Fields makes the plays he needs to make. They run the ball out, and then they get to have a little slip and slide at the end and fun with the fans. Pretty amazing. Um, Got a little bit of help from the weather, no doubt. Yeah. Still don't know how he could throw the ball 50 yards in rain like that, though. Uh, I don't know how they caught it. Right? Because I'm like, do gloves help or do gloves not help? Oh, they help. I guess that's why you wear gloves as a receiver. Mm hmm. Then you put stick them on your helmet. You always see them grabbing their helmet. <laughs> we'll stick them on there, rub it together. Get a little extra juice on that. You never see the refs like in baseball checking their hands. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Madison Bumgarner would be like, and just punches him. Um, um, 
But, yeah, Bears' defense looked better. Like, the Bears as a whole looked better, and that's because they played disciplined football and the Niners played undisciplined football. Now, um, that about concludes all of my big takeaways from Week 1. They're obviously the ones we expected, like, you know, the Chiefs beating the Cardinals, the Chargers winning. Um, Oh, yeah, there's one upset I forgot. Vikings absolutely came out and said we're also an NFC contender. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson's ridiculous. Um, their their schemes were really good though, and that's because they really they took got the him Rams. open. They took the yeah, Rams, they took the Rams. O- OC, yeah. and then just used Jefferson like he used Cup, and because you have Adam Thielen on the Anderson. other side. Yep. This goes back to the the comments you've made to me around needing yeah. Odell. Yeah. See. Riley O'Connell's system only works if you have a good wide receiver one and two because it's unstoppable. Because you'll move Jefferson around all the time, so then they have to worry about Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So they double him. But then you have Thielen by himself. And then you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. And Kirk, it's tough. And Kirk Cousins was never the problem. Kirk Cousins is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. People just give him flack because he doesn't really make the playoffs. It was the defense fault. And oh, by the way, the defense looked great. Yeah, you can say what you want about the Packers not having great receivers, but like Zedarius Smith as an addition to the defensive line, like they sacked Rodgers a couple times. Oh, yeah. Um, Playing on a mission. Um, I think they had an interception on him, too. Like yeah, they overall, did. Vikings looked like really good. Um, Remember, though, this did happen to Green Bay last year. Yeah, they did lose. They did get killed by the Saints. I think it was like 40 something to seven. I don't but, think it was that bad, but it was bad. But I think, but that was. I think it was three. I think they only scored three points last year. Yeah, they got, he was. They got killed. But then I they think, rattled off. I think his thing, his thing. Riley O'Connell came into a situation where he can play with all these toys. He yep. played with his Justin Jefferson, his Dalvin Cook, his good O line, his Justin Jefferson, his Adam Thielen. I said Justin Jefferson twice. I meant to say Adam Thielen. Mm. Um, like. I mean, they're they're going to be good. I think they could potential potentially win that division. Hmm. Because Green Bay has got a problem. Yes, they do. That Christian Watson dropped that first pass. That was a game changing. You no, know, after that play. it was over. After that it was over. Right. I mean, Rodgers was pissed. Um. I don't. I mean, I don't know if he threw the ball to him again. Like, and then if they lose this Sunday night against the Bears. Panic button. Panic button. Hit the panic button. Because the Bears are coming with huge momentum with disciplined coaching. You just lost to the Vikings with... And by the way, I don't know if this is a trend, but both the Vikings and the Bears both have new head coaches. So There's a reason. The the Packers aren't dealing with like the same old Bears or the same old Vikings. Obviously, the Bears are far worse than the Vikings are on paper. But... And on the field. And on the field, but still different teams. Mm-hmm. So, Green Bay is going to have a hard time there. Um, I really do think that the Vikings can make the playoffs and probably crush the Saints' dreams for, like, the fourth time in the last <laughs> six years. Like, seriously, though. Like, just, geez. Um, they're really good at that. They are. It's like they had the Minneapolis Miracle, and the next year they beat them. 
and then they didn't make the playoffs, didn't make the playoffs, made the playoffs again with Kirk Cousins, and they beat him again <laughs> with a game-winning touchdown. It's just, I think yes. that put Sean Payton into retirement. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings, Eagles, and Saints are all wild card to do. I think the Vikings can win their division. Same with the Eagles. I think the Saints are going to be a wild card team because Tampa Bay is going to win that. Okay. I think those are all playoff teams. What about that? The one game that there's no winner. Ah, uh, Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice. What you doing? Uh, I saw somebody say this, and I was like, I kind of agreed. Everybody thought the problem was just Carson Wentz, so they went and got Matt Ryan. Seems like the problem's the same. I don't know what it is, but like, they are—they just—they're so bad against bad teams. Yeah, they play down. You know, they lost a lot. Remember last year it was to Jacksonville, the last and, and, game and of the and season. Now, and now it's to Houston. It's either they're bad against their division or they're bad against bad teams. Because you saw them beat good teams last year. Absolutely. Um, But they're just bad against bad teams. No idea how that happens. Like I said, with Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson, I don't expect, you know, Matt Ryan to play like this every week. But the Colts have a problem that's probably internal that they need to fix. Because you just made Texans fans and the Texans organization way more happy than they need to be. They did beat them. It was a 17-3 deficit before they came back and yeah. tied it in 2020. How weird is it that both overtime games were 2020? Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah, it was kind of strange. And it was uh, ended by a miss kick. And they then cut or waved. No, they waved Ronaldo Blankenship after. Oh, yep. they did. He's on the waiver wire. So anybody that doesn't Poor Bulldog. I am just praying the Chiefs don't pick him up because the Chiefs don't have a backup kicker. Harrison Buckner is out-out. What? He's questionable. I saw no, it today. No, no. He's I, questionable. I looked at the injury report today myself Uh-oh. as a Chargers fan, and he didn't practice the last two days. Well, he still kicked a field goal from like 40 yards with one step, which is pretty impressive, by the way. Yeah. I, they're either going to play him or doesn't read it. And if they don't play Buckner... they got to pick up a real kicker. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they could totally pick up Blankenship. And my one hope is, and this is, before we end the show, we're obviously going to talk about week two, which starts with the Chargers and Chiefs. Um, if the Chiefs come in with Justin Reed, their safety at kicker, then the Chargers got a real shot. Because if you can hold Mahomes to just field goal range, like, you know, get a sack holding like the 40, 40 plus. Mm-hmm. They will either have to go for it or kick it with Justin Reed, which he was 50-50 on Sunday. Yep. He missed easy kicks and made easy kicks, but they're probably giving him reps in practice at kicker if Harrison Buckner is a no-go. I think they're picking somebody up. They got to. Um, I guess we'll find out. Because I looked at their depth chart. They don't have somebody behind him. Right. Usually you'll have like the punter. Yeah, or someone on the practice squad. Or somebody on the practice squad. But the Chiefs don't. So, we'll see there if they do go in with Justin Reed as a kicker. I don't think. I'm just saying if they do. Yeah. I don't think they will. But if they do, then the Chargers will probably exploit that and basically cheat them out of touchdowns that would or just points be, at all. It would just be embarrassing to not go get a kicker. Right? I mean, these games are too important. But, yeah, that would be. Maybe they go for two the whole time. Yeah, because you could technically cheat them out of points because they don't have a kicker. 
and ever and, and unless they get it when uh, they go and, for two. And historically, Chief Chargers games have always been really close. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, Mahomes is great against everybody, but um, him and Herbert, they're two and two against each other. And two of Mahomes' wins were overtime wins. One in Herbert's rookie year and one last year. So, Justin Herbert is the kryptonite to Patrick Mahomes in terms of who can go toe-to-toe with him. You heard it here first. Kryptonite. uh, Same thing with Josh Allen, I would say. Obviously, Josh Allen can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. It's just completely different division, and they don't play each other much. Obviously, you saw that they can go toe-to-toe in the playoffs. I think Josh Allen can do the same. It's just they don't play each other nearly as much as as... Justin Herbert plays the Chiefs. So like I said, if they have no kicker, then the Chargers can exploit that. Um, both without their number one receiver, Keenan Allen's going to be a no-go for the Chargers, and they don't have Tyree Kill. And on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert targeted like over four different receivers. Um, so Herbert targeted everybody four times. Wow. Except Mike Williams. Um, he had one catch. Brandon Staley said it was due to the fact that they had a game plan for him, but it didn't work out. The Raiders planned for it, and it didn't work out. They were all over him. So Justin Herbert threw to other guys, which is what a disciplined quarterback does. And Mahomes threw to everybody, just like Herbert threw to everybody when he had to. Pretty so, common, So though. it should be – so defenses are both going to be on their toes – it's just going to be a matter of who can score the most points and whose pass rush can get to who. Um, the Chargers O-line was better against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones than the Chiefs O-line was against um, the Cardinals, and the Chiefs also lost their starting guard, um, who is limited practice. So he could go. I don't know if he will. He could go. I don't know if he will. But it should be a pretty even game, and it's going to be decided by if J.C. Jackson plays for the Chargers, and if he doesn't, how well the pass rush and secondary rolled out, and who outduels who. And it will be a, a damn, a doozy, a fun one, <laughs> and we will talk about it on Friday before college kicks off again. And then the NFL the next day, and we'll be back here again before the next Thursday night football game. Last question. And one more thing before I close it out. When Kentucky beat Florida, the whole team ate fried alligator. I just wanted to point that out. That was a cool picture. Um, th- Dallas, Cincinnati. Who you got? Cincinnati. Dallas is in trouble. Oh, yeah, the Cowboys are in trouble. How great is that? I mean, this is their year, right? Every year's their year, right? Um, According to Jerry Jones. Well, it's just that Dak got hurt. Game, it was an all-field goal game. Would have been different if Dak didn't get hurt. But Cooper uh, Rush. Cooper Rush, bro. New starting quarterback. Um, that's a cool name. Um, but yeah, we're gonna close it out with uh, K- the Kentucky Wildcats eating the Florida Gators, literally and figuratively. This is the Ben Apier Show signing out. Everybody have a good one.